many of you are glad that you are in the house of God? In the house of God, we experience the presence of the Lord in a greater measure than when we are alone. Because when two or three people gather together in His name, Jesus says, His presence is there. And where He is, there is a freedom, there is liberty, there is victory, there is anointing that will strengthen us, that will change us, that will transform us. Hallelujah. This month is the month of April, and we are talking about the power and authority in the kingdom of God. Say with me together, power and authority in the kingdom of God. Say together again, power and authority in the kingdom of God. Doesn't seem that you have power and authority. <laughs> you know, you can do better than that, right? One more time, power and authority in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In the month of January, we talk about born again. When you are born again, you enter into the kingdom of God. In the month of uh, February, we talk about what is the kingdom of God. Month of March, we talk about the priority of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like a treasure that is so precious that people sell everything that they have so that they can earn, they can get into the kingdom of God. It's more than anything else. Now, let's just do a quick refresh uh, on the Word of God that we have learned before. What is the kingdom of God? Kingdom of God is spiritual. The kingdom of God is not of this world. We are not talking about the government. We are not talking about the uh, uh, country. We are not talking about, you know, a certain ethnicity. We are not talking about the religion. The kingdom of God is spiritual. The kingdom of God is not from this world. The kingdom of God, Jesus says, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers, his host of angel, angels, would fight to keep me from being handed over to Jewish leader. But my kingdom is not of this world. We live in two dimensions of life. Yeah. Each one of us is a spirit being, having a body, okay, having soul, which is a mind, emotion, and will. And we live in a body, right? So when you see me, you just see my shell. You do not see my being, yeah, which is the spirit. And spirit lives forever. Now, we are talking about the kingdom of God where our spirit has been made alive when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So the kingdom of God is not about Earthly kingdom, yeah. In, in, in Indonesia, we are having election on 17th of April. 
for Indonesian living in Singapore. Today is the day of election in the uh, consular and um, in the embassy. And uh, some people in the church, they quarrel about who's the right leader. Again, okay? oh, you know, this is more godly and that is more godly and so on. We are not talking about that, but we are talking about where the Spirit of the Lord is, where believers live, where, where the kingdom of God comes in the spiritual realm. Number two, kingdom of God is where the works of the devil are destroyed. Now, let's jump to number three, okay, because I want to swap. You go to number three. Okay, in uh, Matthew chapter 12, yeah, Matthew chapter 12, verse 28, but if it is by the Spirit of God, Jesus, drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. In the world that we are living in, there are influences, Influences of man, ambitions of man, influences of the devil, and influences of the Spirit of God. And Jesus says, if by the Spirit of God I cast out demons, I drive out demons, the darkness leaves, and then the light comes, the kingdom of God has come upon you. And He has given this assignment at a time when He was on earth, He did that. And then he gave that power and authority in the, in the later scripture that we are going to see that he gave it to us that we do the same thing and that through each one of us, you and I, we go around and we bring the Spirit of God and we destroy the works of the devil and we establish the kingdom of God through our lives. Amen? Amen? Now, number three is that, which is number two in the slide. The kingdom of God is where, is where the righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not about physical things, not about eating and drinking. It's not about day-to-day -day things, but about righteousness about peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Where the kingdom of God is, what God wants, there is a righteousness, there is a right standing before God. God says in His Word that all men have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. And that's why we need, and the wages of sin are death. And then God wants to bring us back, and through Him, through Jesus Christ, we receive the righteousness of God. How many of you have received the righteousness of God? Amen? Amen? The righteousness of God is given to you, not because you do good, but because Jesus loves you and Jesus gives it to you when you receive by faith. And with that right standing before God, it doesn't mean that you can do anything what you want, because Jesus says that, why are you calling me Lord, Lord, but you never do what I tell you to do. With the right standing, we do the right things. Amen? How many of you want to do the right things? And when you do the right things, started from your position on the right standing before God, 
started where you are the children of God and you do the right things, that's where the value of the kingdom is being realized. And then it will continue from righteousness, it will come peace, peace with God, peace with others, peace with self. And when you have peace, you have abundant joy regardless of your circumstances. And that is by the work of the Holy Spirit God. Amen? So there's a kingdom of God. Number one is spiritual. Number two is where the works of devil are destroyed. And number three, where the people of God who are called by His name live according to our calling in righteousness and, come on, and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And now, if you know that you are living in the kingdom of God, then you are living in the provision of God. You are living in the blessings of God. Before we receive Jesus, we are living in sin and the wages of sin is death. And between now until the death is the curses and sickness and poverty. When you are, you are redeemed by God and become the child of God, the end of it is an eternal life in the heaven. And from now until there, you receive blessings and you receive provision and providence from God, and your way are being led by God. It doesn't mean it is a smooth sailing. It doesn't mean it's an easy journey, but in all our steps, God is with us. You know, uh, in, uh, David says in Psalm 23, right, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He made me lie down in this uh, green pasture. He Lead me to the still water. He refreshes my soul. So it's all the blessing. But then he continues saying that, Yea, even though I walk through the shadow of death, in terms, even though I go through difficult times and shadow is like dark, I cannot see anything, seems like there's no hope, but yea, I know I shall not fear because you are with me. He is our Emmanuel, God with us. How many of you can say even today that God is still with you? Say amen. Hallelujah. And your rod and your staff comfort me. He knows that, David knows that there is a protection, there is divine protection of God. Some of you may go through, you, are, you may be going through in these days, these difficult times. I want to encourage you that God is still with you. God is going to get you through. I was about, you know, having a tough time in the past two weeks. And now I can see that there's some help coming in. I know there's some uh, breakthrough coming in and I'll be okay. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm talking about my work. And, and, you know, God make a provision that things can get better, which otherwise without His favor... I may continue to struggle. Now, if we live in the blessings of God. Now, how to enter into the kingdom of God? And uh, by the Bible says, Mark chapter 1, verse 15 says, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Believe 
receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, but at the same time, we need to do repentance. What does repentance say? means? Change the way we live. Change the way we think. Change the way we believe. Yeah? And then as we change our life, aligning to God's Word, that's called repentance. And then we believe in Him. We are in the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And now, brothers and sisters, the kingdom of God is not in every place. When we say the kingdom of God in this whole world, the kingdom of God is not everywhere. There's a time where Adam was in the Garden of Eden, and that's supposed to be the kingdom of God. And God says, if you are in my kingdom, you need to be my subject. King, and there is a subject. And the subject need to obey the word of the king. And the king, God says, do not eat the fruit of the uh, knowledge of e uh, good and evil. And just stay there. And Adam disobeyed God's word, and he was cast out from the Garden of Eden. Sodom and Gomorrah did evil, and before that was the day of Noah, where the whole world was doing so much evil that God wiped out. We thought God is a loving God, but He is also a righteous God. He is a holy God. Amen? Amen? Church, do we believe that our God is a holy God? The Word of God says, Be holy for your Father is holy, for God is holy. And Sodom and Gomorrah did all the evil things. And we cannot say that there is a kingdom of God there. And in fact, God needs to send the angels to take away, you know, Lot and his family before he destroyed. King of Israel worshipped idols and brought the nations to idol worship. Nations continue to do what is wrong in the eyes of God. And a recent, you know, killing and uh, all the injustice happening in the Middle East, all is because they rebel against the kingdom of God. And when they rebel against God, God says, I'll leave you on your own. I'll leave you on your own. And then they will just continue with what they think is right. And the devil come in and overpower them and Evil happen when people rebel against God. But thanks be to God, Jesus brought the kingdom of God. That's the first message that you say, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe, and you will come into his kingdom. And from then on, apostles preached the kingdom of God from Jerusalem to all Judea to Samaria until the end of the earth, and today... We are glad that we are in His kingdom. Amen? Amen? And when we live in this kingdom, there are two things. We need to live by the value of the kingdom, and that is the fruit of the Spirit. And then we live in the power of the kingdom because we are going to 
bring the light in the darkness. We are going to destroy the works of darkness so that we can bring the kingdom of God by the gifts of the Holy Spirit God. Amen? We live in the culture of the kingdom of God. We live in the valley of the kingdom of God that is the fruit of the Spirit. How many of you can name the nine fruit of the Spirit? One is, come on, number one, love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, one more. Uh, the last one is self-control, kindness, goodness, and uh, faithfulness, and, uh, and uh, self-control. Amen. Are we living in that values? And if we are not, ask the Holy Spirit to change us. We want to become more and more like Jesus. Amen. Let people see us and they see the life of Jesus. The love of Jesus, the joy of Jesus, the patience of Jesus, the kindness and the goodness of God. At the same time, brothers and sisters, God give us the power and authority, and that's what we are going to talk about this afternoon. Now, when go back to the previous slides, there are there are there are places where the kingdom of God is, and that's where people believe in His name, people. Uh, live in his values and no, the next one. And there are places where people rebel against God and God says, now make all nations, make uh, disciples of all nations. Yeah? And uh, baptize them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to do so that there is a multiplication from us when we are living in the kingdom of God, not only we live but we are going to expand the kingdom of God that other people can also come to the kingdom and live together with us. Amen? Now, God says in the kingdom of God to be preached to all nations. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom of God which has come, will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 until 16, and he said, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. And the Bible says in the book of Romans, you know, those who call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. But how can they call upon the name of the Lord if they do not believe? How can they believe if they never hear about it? And how can they hear about it if no one is sent? And that's why Jesus sent us to go and preach the gospel so that they have a chance to hear about the good news and they can respond, either they receive or they reject. But as we pray for them and we ask the Holy Spirit to work in their lives, we pray that they will believe in His name and they will be discipled and then they in turn will bring other people and again and again. Somebody has brought you to the church, amen, before, right? It may be your parents, it might be your friend, right? That person who brought you 
somebody brought them before they also knew Christ. Some may be their parents, maybe their friends, maybe a retreat or whatever. Now that mandate has been given to pass on from that person to the person who brought you to Jesus and now to us. And we need to bring somebody else to come to know Jesus. And with that, the kingdom of God is expanded. And then earlier on when we see people who are rebelling against God and people who submit to God, and the people who submit to God will expand, the church will expand, the believers will expand, and the kingdom of God is established on earth. And that's where we say, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. Now, brothers and sisters, how can we bring this kingdom? Now, it started from Jesus. He has overcome. He has the whole authority. And when He gives us that mandate, and when He gives us to go, we are, we are backed up by His authority that is above all. And in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, it is said, when He has disarmed the rulers and authorities, which is the devil and Satan, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, He made them public example by exhibiting them as captives in His triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. In the olden days, when the two generals and the armies are fighting and uh, they uh, warring, and then the, the one who win will strip the, uh, their enemies and then put it behind and show to the country that that general already overcome. And you know what? Jesus has overcome. Jesus has overcome all the powers. And as we call upon His name and we say, in Jesus' name, that is the name above all names. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give praise to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 says, Jesus come up and spoke to them, All authority has been given to me, heaven and earth. Ephesians chapter 1, 22, 20-22, God raised Jesus from the dead, seated Him on the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Far above and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. Hallelujah. And then he says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, I give you the key of the kingdom of God. Whatever that you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Francis, does God has given us that power and authority. If you see struggles, strives in your life, in your family. You're struggling against the work of the devil. You're struggling against the temptation. You're struggling against the, the pressure, the oppression on the devil. Don't just leave that alone. And don't just simply, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. God says, I give you the authority. Tell the person next to you, you have the authority. And you can exercise that authority. 
You can say the devil. It's a lot of stressful things in my mind. In the name of Jesus, I cast you out of brick it in the name of Jesus. And then you can have the, the atmosphere above your head broken up. And you can have uh, direct access to God. And you know that by faith you can inherit all promises of God. If you see your family, perhaps your children, perhaps your parents, right, and things are not seeming to be right, a lot of strife in the family, a lot of misunderstanding, and just pray in the name of Jesus, I break down all this. There may be certain things that are, you know, uh, relational and social and so on. There are things that are spiritual. There are things that we know it is the work of the devil, and we stand up, and we bring the authority in Jesus' name, and we break every bondage, every chain, every oppression from the devil, because he has given us that authority. Amen? Amen? Right. I feel like I just want to sit straight and, you know, stand straight, because I have authority in him. Many times you feel like, oh, you know, I just, uh, devil is running around and uh, confusion and a lot of pressure. And, uh, stand up. The joy of the Lord is our strength because I, we have hope in Him. Now, the thing is that when we, receive, when we receive power and authority, but how come I have not experienced that? Yeah. How come I do not experience that in my life? Now, let, I may say, let me give you five simple steps, and then we will end, right? So, number one is that we exercise power and authority for His mission, for the expansion of the kingdom of God, for the demonstration that God is real, that His power is still the same, yesterday, today, and forever, and let people see that, and when they see that, there is no denial about our living God. Number one is a be in His kingdom. Be in the kingdom of God. Right? Acts chapter 19, there is a story about the sons of Sceva. So there's a time that uh, Paul, it was in the, uh, Ephesus, and he cast out demons, he healed the sick, and until his handkerchief, because the anointing of God is in his life, and he, uh, you know, perhaps he has some handkerchief, and he just touch it, and people say that there's anointing in his handkerchief, and touch, uh, use that handkerchief to touch people who are sick, and the people who are sick get healed because of that, because the anointing is there. And then there are some people who use that. There is a, uh, you know, this Jewish people who see that and then they just follow the act. It's, it's, you know, just follow the ritual. Oh, they look at Paul. Oh, Paul ap approached uh, somebody who is uh, demonized and then they say, in the name of Jesus, cast out demon. Oh, you know, this is a step, step one, step two, step three, and they just replicate that. And they say that to approach somebody who is uh, demon-possessed and say, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. And then this, uh, there were seven uh, sons of Sceva over there, 
And then the evil spirit answered, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And then the man, you know, in whom the evil spirit, you know, possessed him, leaped over them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, and they fled out the house naked and wounded. And because of that, and people in Ephesus even more fearful of the kingdom of God, you know. If, they are, if uh, there is a Singaporean over there, will say, don't play, play with the kingdom of God, <laughs> right? Don't play, play, you know. If you are really believers, then you are given that authority. If you are not believers today, brothers and sisters, if any one of you have come to the church but have not really received Jesus, your Lord and Savior, you really need to pray that prayer, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe in you. Change my life. I will follow you. All the days of my life. It's always a wonderful moment when you receive Jesus as Lord, your Lord and Savior. Number two, brothers and sisters, be in the kingdom of God. Uh, I believe you are a believer, you are in this kingdom. Number two, you need to know the word of God. And the word of God says, first, uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, I've given you authority that you now possess. Say with me, that I now possess. That I now possess to tread on, on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy, just Satan, and nothing will in any way harm you. That's what Jesus gave to his disciples. Why? Because when you expand the kingdom of God, there is opposition. There are enemies. There are power who try to stop you. You look at the book of Acts, you will see a lot of story where the devil tried to stop. But when the kingdom of God comes with power, with the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, people see the glory of God and they believe in His name. Brothers and sisters, faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word of God. If you want to have authority and you want to exercise the authority in Jesus' name, how many of you want really to experience God's power? Not only for your life, but for other people. You need to know the Word of God. You need to know by what basis your claim is, your prayer is. We need to have the promise of God. We need to have the Word of God. We need to have the basis on our, for our faith, and that is the Word of God. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word of Christ. When we read the Word of God and we say, you know, there's uh, one church in the U.S. is uh, Joel Austin, you know the church. Uh, his father is John Austin. And every time before the sermon comes, they will lift up the Bible. Okay, let's say like this. This is the, the Bible and say, this is the Bible. This Bible is the Word of God. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Hallelujah. Do you believe the Word of God? Says that you are who you are. Amen. You have what you have according to the Word of God. And you can do what the Word of God says you can do. Make that word become a rima. Make that word become parts of your life. 
and we walk by it and we know for sure that the word of God will prevail. And with that, we have faith. Number three is that, number one is be in the kingdom of God. Number two, we need to know the word. Number three, we need to believe in his word. After this service, right, I believe all of you know that you have authority and uh, power in the name of Jesus. And somebody comes to you. I have problems, you know. Uh, my family is having this, you know, a lot of uh, struggles and so on. And sometimes we, th- we f- or, or I have a sickness. And, and we feel, what should I do? What should I do? Brothers and sisters, the word of God says, just pray for them. Heal the sick and preach the gospel, and declare that the kingdom of God has come. Now, will you act by faith, or will you stand back and say, you know, I, think, I think I need to pray first, I think I need to read the Bible, I think, you know, yeah. act by faith, believing that as you do that, God will be faithful on His word, and God will back you up. And God will fulfill His promise. Uh, how many of you have prayed for the sick and the sick really got healed? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lift up your hands high. No. Okay. Yeah. Not many. Why? I guess because you have not prayed for the sick enough. <laughs> yeah. I pray for the sick. The sick don't get healed. After a while, some get healed. And I continue to pray. And I continue to do. And I continue to believe. And I continue to exercise. And then after a while, I see people will start get the touch of God. You know, you need to be bold. And uh, disciples, during uh, the time when they follow Jesus, they try to cast out demon, and the demon doesn't go. And then the disciple asks Jesus, Jesus, why he didn't go? And then Jesus says, because, you know, you are not, your, your unbelief. You need to believe more. You need to really deal with your unbelief. And another occasion, he said, because this type, you need to have a prayer and fasting. Just start going out. When somebody needs you, don't hesitate. Just say, I will pray for you. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for your situation? Because I believe God will show His love for you. God wants to show His, re- His real for you so that you know Him, that, so that you know His love, so that you know His Son, so that you know the salvation in Jesus Christ. How many of you want to do that? Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Don't just hesitate, right? Okay, just, cont- just touch somebody. Just speak the Word of God to somebody. Just pray for somebody. Just... Pray that Holy Spirit will just touch them. Just believe that. Just believe that in the name of Jesus. And you start to see. Because unless you take the step of faith, you will not see the victory. So number one is that we need to be in this kingdom. Number two, we need to do his, know His word. Number three, we need to believe. Number four, we need to live in obedience, in submission. And authority comes under submission. Matthew chapter 8, 9 to 10 is about centurion faith. His faith is, is big because he believed that Jesus has the utmost authority. He, he is a centurion. He has uh, somebody above him and he has somebody below him. And when he said to his subordinate, 
right? You go, you go. You sit, you sit. You come here, you come here. Because he has the authority. And when this boss, his uh, superior, tell him to do that, he will do that. And he knows this principle that if Jesus is the highest authority and he says, Satan, go, Satan will go. And if the sickness goes, sickness will go. And he just believed that as is, and that's why he has great faith. Sometimes if we live in disobedience, you know desertion? If a sergeant doesn't follow his uh, superior, right, then he will not have authority anymore over his uh, subordinates. If a captain it is, does not follow his uh, superior, he will lose the authority. He will be casted out from the army. But if we, as we live in obedience and submission to the Word of God, we are backed up by the power from heaven because He has given us that authority. Insubordination cancels the authority. And finally, brothers and sisters, we need to align to His purpose. Last one. Luke chapter 10, verse 9, heal those who are sick. Okay, to show, uh, to authenticate your message, to prove your message, and say to them that the kingdom of God has come near to you. I believe God cares for each one of us, our needs, our struggles, and so on. And we will always have needs, and that's why we are supposed to come to the Lord every day and say, Lord, give us today our daily bread. Just come to Him for our needs. But we, as we seek the kingdom of, you know, Jesus says, don't seek for food and drink what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. Your Father knows that you need them. But you have a greater calling. You have a greater mission. I entrust you something bigger. That is to carry my kingdom to the world. And make disciples of all nations. And as you do that, I'll be with you. I'll supply your needs. And I will add all these things unto you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. How many of us this afternoon want to respond to the word of God and say, God, I am somebody in you. I'm somebody in the kingdom of God. I have mission I have commissioned and I have been given the authority, the power that I need to perform that duty. And if I put you first and I put your kingdom first, I put your purpose first, you will elevate my life to the higher level, to your plan, to your glorious will, more than what I can think of. And I walk in that. Today, Lord, I decide. I follow you. And I will exercise the power and authority in Jesus' name. We'll see the glory of God in your life and through your life. Next week, this coming week, you will meet somebody. Somebody who will need your touch. And the Holy Spirit will prompt in your heart. Holy Spirit will tell you, speak the word of God for, to this life, to this person, to this group. But Lord, what do you think? You know, what, what would they think about me and so on? Speak the word of God. 
and learn to walk in obedience. And some other time, he will speak to you, pray for that person. I'm ready to touch that person. Oh, God, you know, this is food court. How can I do it? Just obey, and we will see the glory of God. We will see what God is about to do through ordinary people of, uh, like you and me, because we have extraordinary God. All of us are just normal people, but we have great and mighty God. Amen. Let's give Him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Let's stand up together as we come to prayer. Would you like to encourage one another and tell the person, a few people around you and say, touch somebody with God's love and God's power. Touch somebody. Tell the person next to you. That's, start, start talking by faith. Start speaking by faith. Start encourage somebody. Touch somebody with God's love and God's power. Amen. Holy Spirit, rain down. Holy Spirit, rain down. Oh, we need you, Lord. Rain down. Rain on us. Holy Spirit, rain. time holy spirit holy spirit rain oh holy spirit rain touch your people this afternoon let them know god you have given them power and authority rain Once again, your glory, God. 
to live in a position of the authority and the power that you have given us for the commission, for the mandate, for the mission that you have set before us, O oh God. And as we put your kingdom and its righteousness first, God, you will give and you will add everything else. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived. Those things you have in store you have prepared for those who love you bring our, this church into higher level yep. elevated oh God. see things more than before enlarge our hearts stretch our faith and strengthen us with your words with the Holy Spirit in us Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. The workers of the Holy Communion come forward. Just remain standing and pray. Lord, and these things can come because of what you have done on the cross. You have redeemed us. 
and you have trampled over the enemies on that cross. You have stripped out the devil and the authority in this world and you are seated high above and you give that authority for us. Oh, Jesus. And as we partake in this Holy Communion, Lord, help us to remember of your love and help us, Lord, to walk and to dwell and to live in that love that's beyond our understanding. But we receive it by faith with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Bless the workers and bless every one of us as we partake in this Holy Communion. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. All God's people say together, Amen.